Calling all stations. Clear the air lanes. Clear all air lanes for the big broadcast. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Welcome to this week's edition of Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan, brought to you in part by our good friends out at Three Rivers Boat and RV Storage out in Carlisle. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning all across the good old U.S. of A. Hope everyone's having fun today. I apologize for appearances. Everybody that has to watch me. Good morning, Michael. Everybody has to watch us on Facebook Live today. I am so sorry. So, But it'll get better, trust me. Hey, Three Rivers Boat and RV Storage, if uh, you need a place to put your boat, your camper, your your trailer, your four-wheeler, they've got spots for you, 12 by 50 assigned spots, secure gauge, 24-7 access, security cameras, they've got discounts for multiple spots, uh, all you got to do is just give Dick, Daniel, or Tracy a call at 515-822-1362 and they will get you hooked up, it's where I carry uh, some of my stuff down there and they do a great job and it's easy in, easy out. Just remember, if you need help or a place to store something, just go see the folks at Three Rivers Boat and RV Storage in Carlisle. Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Dave. Fishing Dave. Good to see you. I hope I didn't miss anybody. So, uh, Andrew's over there manning the controls. Did you finally get back home from your baseball stuff? I did. Yeah? I did. It was a good week. Uh, really fun. Uh, I'm a baseball nut, so... You know, it was it was nothing but heaven for me. But yeah, it it was good. I loved it. Love Iowa City. It was a good good time overall. Yeah, absolutely. Chris in Pennsylvania, thank you, buddy. I'm doing better. It don't look like it, but <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like you you uh, angered the wrong person. You know. Yeah, I told everybody on Facebook. I said, uh, if Larry McCoy gives you a, a shot list. Don't turn any footage in that's soft or uh, uh, the white balance is off because he's a bad man. Yeah, everybody thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it is kind of funny because he's such he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Jim. Good to see you. Good morning, Ken. That is kind of funny. Yeah. It, uh, yeah it's, it is what it is. You know, it's just crazy. So I, uh, I tell you what, it's amazing to me when you, when you hit something in your face that gets stitched up how much that hurts oh i bet you know and i've never had anything you know that that in, intrusive before you know i've had i think i think i've had stitches in my oh my above my eyebrow once mm. but i mean across my bridge and i mean the way the plat uh, it i've just you should use sunscreen folks yeah you do not want to have this stuff happen to you it's not good it does not feel good 
Good morning, Tony. Thank you. I really appreciate everybody uh, asking how I'm doing all week and stuff. Thank you for that. And you'd, uh, I want to thank my wife. Jen's been so nice all week. She's been she's been taking care of me, putting ice packs on, and yeah, you know, and it's just crazy, you know. Yeah. Even the dog felt bad for me. That's you know, <laughs> when the dog feels bad for you, you know something's not good. Yeah, something's up there. Yeah, there you go. Probably just sad he can't run over you like a pinball. Uh, Mike, uh, I'll do the fishing report here in a little bit, buddy. Uh, Brushy Creek. Michael's taking uh, his wife, and they're going up to Brushy Creek to do some fishing. So if you got any uh, hot spots on Brushy Creek you you want to share, you can uh, hit me up on YouTube here. Just uh, text me, and I'll tell him, or you can call 244 1350 Two four four thirteen fifty, and we will tell Michael for that. But I, I'll do the fishing reports here in a little bit, buddy. So, uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. It just a uh, lot of stuff to talk about. We got, uh, I, is the fair starting this week, or is that next week? It'd be next week, the 12th. It starts the 12th. So, thank you. Ken says my dog always knows when something's wrong. He does. He can smell it, oh, I swear. He, yeah, that dog's something else. Yeah, I, I know everybody was setting up. Uh, it's just, I uh, can't believe the fair's here already. It's just kind of crazy. A lot of trail cameras. Good morning, Ed. Good to see you. Good to see old Ed Best there. So we got uh, we got a lot of folks that are starting to get out there and trim tree stand lanes, shooting lanes. Uh, they're starting to look at stand locations. Uh, they're getting more serious about putting their trail cameras out. I've been above uh you know above the curve a little bit putting out mock scrapes and stuff for the last six weeks but i've been getting some uh, just awesome pictures so it's really paid good dividends as far as just seeing what kind of inventory i have running around that are you know deer living in and around the areas that i'm hunting at but uh now now or you know it's just we're getting down to it september 15th the urban season is going to start for for deer hunting so i know a lot of folks are going to take advantage of that and then before you know it, October 1st is going to be here. In between there, we got dove season coming up, and then we got some of the finest fishing of the year. You know, you know, spring's awesome, but a lot. Of, I think a lot of folks overlook fall fishing. It can be very productive. The fish are wanting to eat and get fat for the winter. You got a lot of the water to yourself because the kids are back in school. People aren't out on the lakes like they are this time of year. So it really can be a great time to go wet a line. So there's a lot of good things happening here in the next few weeks that folks can uh, take advantage of. I'm looking forward to that. I'm getting a lot of questions about different types of tree stands and a lot about saddles. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I, I don't really know a lot about the saddles. I mean, I know the premise. I've seen them. I used a saddle system. I don't even know if they were called saddles when I used them. It was like 20 years ago. I think they called the harness systems. Um, I think one was called like a tree stalker, if I remember right. And, you know, I was in better shape back then. I could still, you know, I could still get around really well. And they, the thing about them that I liked, they were very, very lightweight to carry in. You didn't have a lot of weight to it, so you were mobile. If you needed to change stand positions, if a, if a wind changed on you, or if you saw a buck, you know, the movement changed on you, you could get down and get into another tree pretty easy versus, you know, where you might have to go in and, and cut some some trees or, you know, branches out of the way to get a, a stand to accommodate into a tree. So the adaptability part of it, I, I, I always thought was pretty cool. 
I just didn't, I didn't think they were that comfortable myself, but that's me. You know, there's a lot of folks that like them. Good morning. Charlie says he loves his saddle. So there's a lot of folks that are just saddle heads. I mean, they are just diehard saddle hunters. And I think that's great uh, it, to each their own. You know, every, not everybody's gonna, not everybody's gonna be using or comfortable using the same stuff. I will tell you, you know, just before you get out there and start trying to do it for, um, for when you're hunting, you definitely want to get out there and practice and, and get used to it, get adapted to, you know, the safety aspects of it. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's some, there's some pretty neat stuff. I saw several at the Iowa deer classic back in March, um, they were right across from sportsman's warehouse booth and the, they had people uh, of all ages climbing up in there and just laying back and they look actually way more comfortable and more stable than what I used 20 years ago. Cause I don't think we had standing platforms back then. We just had to use hook, uh, tree steps. If I remember correctly, I think I had like seven or 10 tree steps and then I had the harness system, the saddle or the, the, the seat that you sat in. Um, now they've got little platforms that you can strap on, you know, that you got, you got a little more, um, stability there and I could see where those would be way more comfortable. Good morning, Jeff. What does the other guy look like? The other guy looks great. He's the one that did. Yeah, it was, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get into a, a fight. I'm, I don't fight anymore. I fight with my dog. That's about it. Um, nah, the other guy's fine. Good morning, Rick Johnson. Good to see you. Yep. Rick says he loves his, his blind. I don't blame you, buddy. Blind, you know, blind hunting. Um, I was talking to Donovan, my buddy in Kansas about that. And he goes, Hey, when you come down here, do you want to hunt in a stand or do you want to hunt in a blind? And I said, well, it really doesn't matter. Whatever, you know, whatever areas that you're going to want me to film, you know, I don't really care one or the other. I said, I like a stand better for filming for the TV show, just for the fact that I can get more footage. I can see, I can see deer movement better. Um, and some of the blinds they got out now with the see-through mesh, I mean that, you know, you can see things happening a lot faster than you could, you know, a couple of years ago. So, um, I still think it limits you on filming a little bit, uh, versus the stand. The plus side is if it's raining or, you know, um, if it's, uh, the weather conditions deteriorate, you are a little more comfortable in there. So I, 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 I enjoy hunting out of a stand still. And I, and I do enjoy hunting out of a ground blind. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's really what you're comfortable with and to what you're going to be able to get out there and spend the most time with. But I, I was talking to some folks about stands and like I said, I got a bunch of emails this week. <laughs> the dog. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Uh, the, uh, the thing about three stands where I, when I, when I go to a farm or uh, a place that I've not hunted before, before I worry about putting stands, in, I, I want to look and see where the travel, the, tra the travel routes are on that farm. So I'll pull it up on, on Onyx or I'll pull it up on hunt stand or, you know, there's a couple different mobile apps out there that you can actually pull topography maps of the, of the areas that you're hunting. And I, I like to see where those pinch points are and those travel corridors that's going from a major bedding area or to a good food source and then back to a staging area. The things that I know those deer are going to be hanging around in. And I, I really want to get in about uh, 75, 80 yards off if, if not more than of that food source as I can, especially early season. 
And the reason I try to do that is if it's, it's warm, right? Most of the time when we start hunting, it's warm. You know, those deer aren't going to move, start moving until the last 25, 30 minutes of light till we get into that Halloween phase. We get that last week of Halloween. That's when you start seeing those mature deer, those bigger bucks getting up on their feet a little earlier. Hi, Paula. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, so if you get out into that, in that staging area, you got a chance of catching those deer coming up on their feet in daylight and shooting in shooting hours versus if you're just 20 yards off the food source. So that's, I like to look at that first. And then after I find that, then I'll go and look and see where the trails look like. And I'll try to set up about, uh, I like 16 to 20 feet away from a trail. I don't like to get right on a trail because I'd rather be a little bit farther off. So it'll hide my movement because you know, I, it's, I'm not just up there with my bow. I'm up there with a camera and everything else. So there's a lot of stuff up there with me. So that way, if I've got to do, you know, I got to move that camera arm side to side. If I got to do a, what, what, you know, a pan, you know, left or right, or if I got to, if I got to grab my bow or and grab one hand on the camera, one on my bow, you know, the farther off that trail, the less chance I have a chance of that deer picking me up. So that's, that's why I liked it. And I like a, I like an 18 to 20 yard shot myself. I, I, I'm very comfortable with that shot. And I, I, that's one of the things that I like to do, but those are things that I look at when, when I start looking at tree stands. And then after I figure all that out, then I'll try to put stands on both sides of the trail because of different wind directions. You always want to set up for, you never have the same wind every time. So, good morning, mountain man. Good to see you. And Bob's, Bob says he's doing food plots, tree stands, and and ground blinds this morning. Yeah, Sam said he used to use a, a saddle, very mobile with it, but he didn't like it. Well, like I said, Sam, it's not for everybody. You know, every you know everything's a little bit different. But you know, um, the main thing is hunt with what makes you comfortable. That's the best thing, uh, best advice or tip I can give you. And then try to set up your stands for different wind directions. That way, you know, if the wind changes, you can get down and go hop in that other stand. Or if, uh, you know, if uh, you got a, the wind switches the next day and you got a really nice mature deer that you got, you're seeing a lot that's coming into that area, you know, don't give up on that spot. Uh, you know, just hop on the other side of the trail and, uh, you know, Ozonics, you know, I, I love my Ozonics unit. I use it all the time. And yes, I do believe Ozonics does help. Does it, does it help stop a hundred percent of your scent from getting to a deer? Absolutely not. I, I don't think there's anything out there that you can do my personal opinion to, to take a scent molecule a hundred percent away from a whitetail or an elk or a bear, their nose. Um, you know, I use uh, lethal field spray or dirt spray, the, their scent, their scent spray. And I think lethal's got some of the best stuff on the market. I mean, that, that dirt spray is amazing. But even Michael and the gang at Lethal uh, will tell you that, you know, it's a system. You know, you want to take a shower. You want to use the deodorant. You want to wash your clothes. You want to spray down when you get to the your hunting area. Spray your boots down. Spray your pack. Spray your bow. Anything that you're taking into the woods, spray it down. And that's going to give you an advantage versus if you don't do anything. But it's not going to stop 100%. And then if you throw an Ozonics up there with you, that's even even helping your odds. But I, I've honestly, folks, I, I've honestly had deer come straight downwind of me that I had my Ozonics running and they did not smell me. Now, 
it, it, I've had it where the wind swirled and they did smell me. But, you know, the thing is, if you if you wash your clothes, if you take a scent-free shower, you play the wind, you put your stand locations on both sides of the of the trail so you can hunt in the best wind that's in your favor, using ozonics, if you can do those things, you are going to see more uh you are going to see more activity or you're going to have more encounters than if you don't. I truly believe that in my heart. Um, cause I know when I started doing all that stuff, I started getting more opportunities and I started taking more deer and you know, if it helps me, I mean, I can't see how it's not going to help any, anybody else out there. So, uh, seven sixteen and some change here on 1350 ESPN. Let me hit a real quick break and we'll be right back. Andrew's over there doing something. So we'll be right back on 1350. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors with Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Hope everyone's having a great Saturday morning all across the good old U.S. of A. We got Stacy Harris coming up at 8 o'clock. Stacy is one of the best outdoor chefs in the country. Uh, she's going to be taking over the Sporting Chef show on the Sportsman's Channel I think Scott told me uh, that was coming up here. So we'll talk to Stacy about that. And she does some really good stuff. She's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to having Stacy on here in about uh, 40 minutes. Uh, let's see. Sponsor of the week is the Iowa All Breeds Jeep and Show and 4x4 event. That's going to be September 18th and 19th up at Cambridge Off-Road Park in Cambridge, Iowa. If you haven't been to that, that's really a really cool deal. Yeah, they've got every kind of four by four uh, deal out there. They've got jeeps, they got trucks, they got um, uh, what do you call those? Uh, what do you call those other four by four vehicles? Uh, uh, not four wheelers. No, they. Um, oh, well, there's a name for them. Basically, if you are if you are a four by four enthusiast, this is for you. They've got RTI ramps. They're going to have swap meets. They've got a teeter totter that you can, are balancing balancing thing you can drive your vehicle on i'm not driving my truck on that uh but you can actually try to balance yourself your vehicle on there i would not that wouldn't be good they've got obstacle courses you can run they've got rc uh, courses for the kids they got camping available there's door prizes you're welcome paula hi brant good to see you have you worked raven on birds yet not not for a while brant that's coming up so that's coming up good to see you Trails, thank you, thank you, Paula. There. What's that? What's them? Uh, what's some other things? Uh, did you step on? <laughs> no, Tommy, I didn't. Okay, no. All right, for everybody that's on Facebook Live asking me what's going on with my face, um, I found out uh, a week ago, ten days ago, a week ago, that I had basal cell cancer on one side of my nose. So I actually had to go and get part of my nose taken out and have plastic reconstructive surgery done uh, Tuesday. So that's why I look like this. It's, it's not fun. Sunscreen. Wear your sunscreen. Had no idea I had skin cancer. So anyway, that's what's going on. I didn't get in a fight. Uh, Donovan just texted me. He is in Colorado right now. Hey, John. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, he, uh, John's sending me some turkey calls to try out. I'm excited about that, John. I told Larry Mack about those, too. Uh, Donovan is in Colorado right now on the bucket stand, or he was up there putting ground blinds up. Morning, Mark. Good to see you, Mark Jenkins. Uh, that's out in Walsenburg, Colorado. Uh, he's out there with Steve and M. And that's where Ty Biggs and I shot our elks last year. And 
I've been out there several times and I've had opportunities with elk every time I've been out there, but that bucket stand, it's a wallow. It's about, I don't know. It's, it's like a 40 minute walk up the mountain from where it's, I don't know, nine or 10,000 feet, but it's, it's so cool. It is such a neat area. If you saw the video where I had that big chocolate bear come in and it was 10 feet from me and Hilly, that's, that's the bucket stand. Okay. If you go on my Facebook timeline, or if you go on uh, my YouTube channel, the outdoor call with outdoors, Dan, you can see that video, but, uh, it's phenomenal. And I had one of the biggest elks that I've ever seen in my life come in behind me at that, at that wallow. And, uh, it was amazing. So just, uh, he's Donovan's up there right now. And he said he saw over 30 head of elk this morning. So good, I'm a little jealous with Donovan's. So anyway, the Jeep thing is going to be, uh, the, the 18th and 19th of September. We'll have some tickets to give away here soon. There's going to be door, draw drawings and door prizes. If you want more information, go to Iowa, uh, Iowa Jeep show, dot, Iowa and they will help. Hey, John, we're looking forward to that, buddy. I can't wait. Why is that? Uh, <laughs> trails. All right. I said trails, Paula. All right. So anyway, uh, that's uh, that's coming up. So yeah, man, uh, can you believe it? I'm going to be in Montana in like three weeks. Wow. Three weeks. That's crazy. I'm hoping to get a mule deer. There you go. So I've never shot a mule deer. I've had mule deer around me. But I just never had the opportunity to shoot a mule deer. So I, uh, I'm i really looking forward to getting that. Um, I'm going out to Trophies Plus Outfitters, out to Mike and Esther Watkins. And I got my buddy Matt from Pennsylvania, from Keystone Outdoors. Uh, he's coming out to help me film. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And uh, should yeah. be should be good. I'll, hopefully I'll be healed up enough. Or if not, I'll be wearing a lot of camo makeup. There you go. Camo it up, buddy. Yeah, you should do it anyway, just camo up. Well, I'll be honest with you. I've been online and I've been looking for uh I've been looking for um the uh sunscreen that's actually a camo paint. And I'm trying to find one that's got a real high SP factor, so I'm going to wear that from now on even if it's cold cuz usually I wear a neck gaiter when it's cold and I'll pull that up, you know. But I think from now on I'm I just don't ever want to Good morning, Arkansas Avenger. Uh Uh, I just don't think it's, uh, it's worth a chance of getting, getting any more, uh, stuff cut out, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you folks, if you get something on you, if you, if a bump or what happened to me was I actually had, I had, a, I had like a little scab right there on the side of my nose that would come back every two or three months and it would, it bleed and then, uh, it would heal up and go away. And I asked my doctor back in March, I go, what is that? And he says, I don't think it's anything you need to worry about if it's healing up. And then it just didn't heal right. And then Donovan, my buddy at Triple H, called me and said he was going to the dermatologist that he had some stuff that he was getting froze off. And I said, what, what's it look like? And it sounded like what I had. So I just called the dermatologist and I got in there and he goes, yeah, you got cancer. I can tell it right now, but we'll do a biopsy. And he came back and it was basal cell skin cancer. And I said, so if you get a bump on your neck or on the back of your neck, your face, your nose, and you know, it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't look right or feel right. Um, Jenny says, I put that off for three or four years. So, um, if I would have got that done sooner, it wouldn't have been as bad as I had to put it, you know, don't do that to yourself. 
I hate going to the doctor. I'm one of those people. I don't go to the doctor unless I'm dying. But I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that anymore because it, I'm telling you what. I had. I've had rotator cuff surgery, and this is almost as bad as rotator cuff surgery. Wow. Because it, yeah, you know, it's just everything in your face is so sensitive. Yeah. You know. Delicate part. Yeah, it's. You know, I've had people say, "Does your face hurt?" And I said, "No." And they said, "Well, it's killing me." And now it's re- now it's really killing them. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I've never used that. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> what are you gonna do? So, hand me that uh, hand me that box over there, will you? So I told everybody we were gonna have some uh, we were gonna have something nice to give away today. I got it in. Someone's going to win a brand new CBE custom bow equipment, tactic micro bow sight. This is a five pin. It's got, it's got a really nice little light illumination light on it. Uh, it's micro adjustable. So we're going to give that away later in the show. I told you we were going to have, and I had, I had something else coming too. And I'm telling you what, are, are you guys, are you guys sick of the people that it's not their fault, but you can't get anything in anymore. I've got so much stuff on back order. Have is it? Are, I'm not. I can't be the only one having this issue. Have you guys had problems with that? I we I'm, have. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. Everything. We we're, we're trying to get a bed for our son, and we purchased it last year. So it's been a full year since we've been able to get a bed. So I mean, it. it have, this whole thing's affecting everything in our economy right now. Yeah. I mean, try to find an upright uh, freezer. You, you can't. can't. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. I mean it's it's just crazy. So Andrew and I got another project we're working on and I, I'm even having a hard time getting a computer. I mean it's just really crazy. Yeah, you can't I mean you have to wait at at least three months. Yeah, I mean it's it's nuts. Hey, uh listen to this. We're working on a deal right now. Um I'm getting a site built and we should we should have it up. It's gonna take us a little bit more. But I just, I talked to Aaron Martins. How many out there, how many of my friends out there that love the bass fish know who Aaron Martin is? Aaron Martin is a good buddy of mine. I've known Aaron for probably 25, 30 years. Uh. <laughs> Rob says it's three months to get parts for his Harley. Well, quit running stuff over, Rob. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he's, got a, he's got a TV show called Bass Edge, and he's been doing a podcast for years. And I talked to Aaron... And uh, Aaron told me he wanted to be part of this deal, so we're gonna we're gonna have Aaron's show on this platform. You're gonna be able once I get this thing going up and running and launched, you're gonna be able to go and listen to not only Bass Edge whenever you want. Uh, we're uh, I'm gonna have specific days, uh, but we're also gonna have. I reached out to Jonathan Van Dam, uh, and I'm gonna have him try to do some stuff. I've got a gentleman in Kansas called the King Kansas Angling Experience. We're going to have his. He's got some great stuff on YouTube. He's got. That's where I learned how to run my live scope. Uh, but uh, he's supposed to get involved. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have five or six different fishing uh, authorities on this on this platform. Um, I'm either going to do like Tuesdays or Thursdays. We're going to call it Tightline Tuesdays or Tightline Thursdays. One or the other. And then you'll be able to go on there every week and listen to a new show. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take those podcasts and I'm going to loop them. So if you miss one, you can just go to, you know, come back at a different time and catch them and listen to them on your phone or on your computer or whatever you want to do. But you don't have to go search for podcasts anymore. Once, you know, if you like what we're doing on this 
platform, you'll be able to go every week because I'm going to try to have 15 to 20 different uh, outdoor personalities on here when I'm finished that you'll be able to go and get content. And then we'll have our stuff on there too. So you won't miss any of our stuff. You can, you know, listen here and then you can listen on another day part if you miss the show. But uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have like Whitetail Wednesdays. I'm going to have several people on there that are Whitetail enthusiasts uh, to do stuff. Um, I've got uh, uh, Scotty Laseth and uh, Hank Shaw. Hank Shaw is a James Beard award-winning chef. And uh, we're going to have a cooking. So like whatever, whatever Tuesday or Thursday we don't do fishing, we're going to call the Tasty Tuesdays or Tasty Thursdays. So that'll just be nothing but outdoor recipes. So this this will be up and running here soon. It's it'll be it by the end of the year. I'll have it up. Okay, um, Andrew's going to be helping me produce it, and um, we're really excited about this because this is going to be a way for you to just go to one one place and just be able to listen whenever you want to to get a bunch of information. So it's so that's why when you see when you watch us on Facebook Live, and I say go to subscribe to the Outdoor Call on YouTube. That's why I want you to do that. Because uh, it's going to be important that you do that. To, uh, that's going to be the name of the platform, the Outdoor Call. Um, and uh, or we're going to call it the Outdoor Call Radio. I bought both names already to get make sure we had them. But uh, I'm excited about this. This has never really been done before. And uh, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm hoping uh, uh, Larry talked to the guys at Working Class Bowhunter. And they said that they would like to join in. I talked to the guys at Pure Whitetail. So... You know, we can have those guys talk about mock scrapes and, you know, different deer tactics. And then uh, I talked to Cody and them guys at Backwoods Attraction so we could do like one on food plots. So if you ever need any information about food plots, that'll be a good resource for you. It's it's going to be pretty fun to get this going, and I, I think you'll enjoy it. I really do. So, All right, 734 and some change. Let me hit another quick break, and we'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Sportsman's Warehouse Fishing Report time, Arrowhead Lake. The crappies are fair. Minnows on small jigs fished in the deeper water near structures producing some good bites. Uh, gills are fair. Look for gills in deeper water near structure. Or try drifting down the middle to find some suspended fish. Largemouth bass are fair along the weed uh, edges and also top waters on calm evenings. Blackhawk Lake water temperatures around 80 degrees. Water clarity is about two feet. Crappie bite is fair. Gills are slow. Channel catfish bite is fair. Largemouth bass are fair and the walleye are slow at Blackhawk. Brushy Creek water levels are at crest on the spillway. Black crappie bite is fair. Try small jigs tipped with a small minnow and about 15 feet of water. Gills are fair. Pick up fish in 10 to 15 feet there. Bass bite is good. Weedless lures along the vegetation and traditional bass lures anywhere with woody structures producing bass on brushy. Walleye are slow. Perch are fair. Small jigs with crawlers or minnows near structure and 10 to 15 feet of water for those targeting uh, walleye or perch. Storm Lake, including Little Storm Lake, has uh, had a recent increase of algae growth. Water clarity and surface algae concentration varies based on location and wind direction. Gills are fair, channel or cat are fair, largemouth bass are fair. Bass are found along the shore in areas with vegetation and along docks. Walleye are fair. They're picking up walleye mid-lake while trolling along the dredge cuts using crankbaits and spinners with crawlers during midday. If fishing from shore, try a leech or crawler fished under a bobber. 
Swan Lake and Carroll County, water temperature is about 80 degrees. The crappie bite is fair. Gills are fair. Largemouth bass are fair. There you go, Donovan. That would be very nice. Tell Steve thank you. That would be awesome, buddy. Uh, I would love to come back up. Uh, can you, you know, this time last year, I was just getting ready to go see uh, Donovan and Travis and Steve and him and everybody up there in Colorado, man. I, that's, that's just, that's, and, and I know Paul and Ty and everybody wants, everybody loves it up there. Once you go up there, that, that area for, for just, just seeing game, I mean, you'll see more bears on that elk hunt than you probably ever want to see. I mean, they're lousy with bears, but there's just, the, there's elk in there like crazy. I love that. I love that spot. How's my, how's my Polaris doing by the way, Donovan? How's, how's my little Polaris? I miss my Polaris. Donovan bought my Polaris off of me. Clear Lake, uh, where was it? Was I on Swan or Clear Lake? You're not even paying attention, are you? Was I Swan? Water temperature on Swan is 80 degrees. Water clarity is two to three feet. Crappie bite is fair. You know, one of us has to pay attention, Andrew. <laughs> I was hoping the one that's <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm beyond that. My ADD and with everything else going on, I don't pay attention. You know that. Ask Donovan. Well, yeah, gills are fair, largemouth bass are fair on Swan. Clear Lake, water temperature's in the low 80s. Lake is about three inches low. The water clarity is 25 inches. The black crappie bite is slow. Gills are fair. Channel catfish bite is good. Walleye are slow. East Ogaboji water temperature 79 degrees. Uh, black crappie bite is fair. Gills are good. Leeches and worms and simple bobber setups are working well on Ogaboji. Pumpkin seeds are good as well. Spirit Lake, the water temperature is 78 degrees. Uh, the walleye bite is fair. Bites are hit or miss at dusk. And let's see. Many anglers have started to fish in shallower with slip bobbers along the weed edges. Yellow perch bite is fair there as well. Good morning, Steve Scuba. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. West Ogaboji Lake is 78 degrees. The black crappie bite is good. The walleye are fair. Rathbun Reservoir, the current lake level is 909 uh, and 2.28 feet. Recreational pool is 904. The crappie bite is fair. Channel catfish bite is good. Walleye are good on Rathbun right now. Troll crankbaits, crankbaits or nightcrawler rigs around rock piles or near the humps or near lake duffs changes such as the old river channel. Wipers are good right now. Try minnows and jigs fished over rock piles or trolling crankbaits. Red Hawk Lake, the bluegill bite is slow there. Uh, channel catfish bite is fair. Uh, you can try night crawlers fished around the jetties. Uh, bass are being picked up using crankbaits and plastics along the shorelines and the dam. Uh, I tell you what, let me take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll finish out the fishing report right here on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. I just got a text from Brant. He said that they caught some really nice fish with Iowa Guide Service up on Ogoboji. It looked like a nice. Was that look like a big bass and a nice bluegill? That's boy, that's a nice bluegill. Look at that, look at that big bluegill. That's a nice one there. Nothing wrong with that. Good morning, David. Good to see you. Good for a brand. That's awesome. Hey, listen, I I think guides are good people. I I um I I got a couple buddies of mine that are fishing guides, and if I ever go to uh, Devil's Lake in North Dakota or South Dakota, wherever that is, I will definitely hire a guide. South Dakota. Yeah, because I have no clue. That's such a shallow lake. I wouldn't know where, you know, I, I would just be blind going, trying to find fish. It'd be better just to go and, 
you know, kind of have the, have them show you the lake, you know, give you some tips and stuff. And yeah, I gotta know what to do before you do it. You're going that far, you know, yeah. you know, and like, I'll be, you know, I've already told you like on Lake Winnie up in Minnesota, I wouldn't have been doing as good as I have been if it wasn't for my buddy, Gary. I mean, he lives up there, so he knows that lake. Yeah. You know, it, it helps to have somebody there that knows the water. So to have a guy on the inside. Yeah. Like at Westlake, uh, Jeremy McCarty, Jeremy knows that lake. I wouldn't, if I go fishing at Westlake, I'm going to ask Jeremy to go with me. You know, I love that. I got a good fishing, man. I, the, as soon as I get healed up and I get back from Montana, I'm going to start fishing again. There you go. Yeah. I, I, uh, I missed, I haven't, I haven't been in so long. It's crazy. So, uh, big Creek, big creep walleye are fair. The wipers are fair. Des Moines river, Sailorville to red rock channel. Catfish bite is excellent. Wipers are doing wonderful. They're catching, uh, let's see, white bass, hybrid stripids. Uh, they're casting shads and shimmer, shiner, imitating plastics or jigs tip with shiners right now at Des Moines River. Don Williams Lake, crappie bite is fair, gills are fair, red rock, channel catfish bite is good, casting crankbaits around the rocks or drift cuts. Oh, he got somebody. We got somebody to call back. How about that? Uh, let's see. Casting topwater poppers in a surface feeding fish is producing some good, uh, some good, uh, white bass. Oh, Philip, let's go talk to Vanderpool. Uh, I'll finish that later. Philly, are you there? I'm here, buddy. Hey, I had to get you on. I, did you get those pictures I sent you? This morning? You la- uh, yesterday or the day before. Yes I, yes, yes, I did. Man, I tell you what. The, them scrapes are really the mock scrapes are just really producing some good pictures right now uh, it's it's unbelievable dan i'm having the same same type of of luck with it as well i mean they're, they're it's they're just tearing them up it's, it's crazy to see them in velvet uh working them scrapes it's, it's pretty amazing well, and I, I like it, you know, I, I've already talked about this a couple of times, but I didn't know anything. I really didn't pay much attention about that until, uh, we get into the, you know, the middle of September, October and stuff, but, you know, trying to put scrapes and stuff out when, when you and Larry showed me that last year and I, I mean, we weren't even out of there an hour and we had deer hitting those scrapes. I couldn't believe that. Um, it's amazing how you can take an inventory doing that this time of year. Plus, it gives you a chance to learn, you know, what you got running around. Well, yeah, and then you, you get to see the, the pecking order, too. You can kind of tell what bucks are aggressive. And, you know, during hunt season, when you see that buck and and maybe he's not coming by you or something, you know, out there, you know if you're going to hit him with a snort wheeze or a grunt call or something, he's probably going to react in a good way. Yeah. Well, what are you running right now? Uh-oh, Donovan. Donovan says good morning from Colorado. He's out there on the bucket stand right now putting blinds up. Oh, that, that's that's good for him, buddy. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good job for old Donovan, isn't it? Yeah, Donovan <laughs> needs to be doing stuff like that. You know, you know I feel bad for him. He, he's just kind of slacking lately. I know he's just he's had... You know, Lori's babied him all, all summer, you know? Oh, I know. If it wasn't for Lori, I don't know how he'd stay motivated. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Yeah, he's, uh, you know he's cussing me right now, don't you? Oh, don't you know he's cussing both of us now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I got to tell you, um, when, when you, I, I've been using the, that premium buck urine uh, on my huh? on the bottom, on the scrape itself. 
and uh-huh. then and then I've been taking I've been taking that uh, that wick stick from pure white that pure white tail wick stick, and then I've been dipping my bottle in that all the way, and then I've been taking uh, mesmerize, which yep. uh, the mesmerize, and then our premium dough urine, and then putting those like five feet out from that scrape. And Philip, it's been it's been probably three or four weeks since I've been out there, and boy, I still got deer scent checking that every day. Well, and then what happens is you're creating that, and now these different bucks, different does, that's another thing, the does use them as well, especially the licking branches, and they come in, well, they're, they're making sense there, so the, the other deer is curious, they got to see who... They got to see who's been in the area, so they're gonna make a pit stop to check it out. Right. So it's, they're interactively peeing in there themselves. Yes. Yeah. I, and I've got I've got some of that as well. It's I've even got them Dan in video on some video modes where they're actually standing up on their back legs. Here they are in velvet, and they're working that scrape on their back legs. Yeah, and, I, and the bucks in velvet. It's crazy. Yeah, I've got I've got several of those, and some some are even does doing it. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, uh, it is nuts to, to, to think that what a game changer is all I can say. It's changed the way that I, that, that I hunt. I yeah. mean, it, it has been a total game changer. I, I, I can't imagine not using pure white gel products now. Well, I, I tell you what, Larry, when we started decoying last year and I put that, the, the deer white, the pure white tail powder inside my buck decoy, and then I, I would put it on the on on the ground. Um, I was I, I I was using white lightning, and I was using maybe power shot, Philip, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, sure. That power power shots are really good ones. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I had deer all. I mean, I had deer next to my Dave Smith decoy every day feeding, and just where before I would take like Evercom and I'd put it on the haunches of my deer decoy, and that worked. Yep. That did work. But I didn't uh-huh. have deer hung, hang around or come in. Uh, the bucks were way more aggressive with the pure whitetail stuff. I don't know why. I can't honestly say why. But I just, I mean, I, I will never go in there and decoy without it from now on. I can tell you that. No, it's, it's even the does. I even tried the, the Dave Smith decoy, took the antlers off, turned it kind of turned it into a doe, and, and put some powder right on the back end, right on the tail of the decoy and had does and small bucks that come in and lick all over it. Yeah. They would, it would just, it would calm them down. It, uh, I love the bedded up for one thing. That's a really good one to use year round as well as the bedded up, but I really like the dust. I think, you know, for one reason you don't, you know, you, you don't really have to worry about getting it on your hands, yeah. which a lot of people worry about that. Another thing, Dan, I want to make a point is you don't, it don't have to be, made out of deer secretions you know they have uh some states are illegal to use well yeah they have uh, synthetic as well as natural sense that the full synthetic in my opinion works just as well i have tried it in different states and i have just as much luck with the full synthetic as i do the actual deer secretions you know and, and the deer all the deer stuff in it yeah <laughs> Well, Whatever they putting in it. I, I just wrote bed it up because I'm gonna have, I'm gonna call Josh or Grant and have them send me some of the bedded up because uh, the bedded up is one of mine and Larry's very favorite. Yeah, uh, I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah, uh, mesmerized trance. Trance is another really good one. Okay, and uh, uh, trance. Have them send you some trance and bedded up. It's uh, 
uh, and mesmerized. Uh, spellbound. Um, I've got that. I've got that running on my other farm, and uh, that's been really doing good. But hey, Philip, I I got to run. I I think I wanted okay. you to hop on there for me because I wanted to get on here and talk about because I'm getting a lot of people looking at tree stand stuff right now. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But hey, you tell Rhonda hi, and I'll get you back on where we can spend 40 minutes talking deer. Okay. Hey, buddy, you, you bet. Appreciate it. Hey, good luck, guys out there. Be safe putting your stands and trimming and everything out there. And watch that heat. And uh, good luck and God bless everybody. All right. Thanks, P. Vitty. Thank you, buddy. There Bye. he goes. All right. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Hour number two is brought to you by the fine folks over at uh, Lead Archery. Have you taken the shootability challenge yet? If you haven't, I encourage you to head over to your nearest elite dealer like Archery Field and Sports or over at Sportsman's Warehouse and see what the set technology, the ASIM Tri-Track cam systems, and all that other great stuff is all about. It's definitely one of the most shootable bows out there. And if you go out there and test drive one, I promise you, you will, you'll see what I'm talking about. The Encore, the Elite Remedy, the uh, Cure, or even the, the Embers, all of those are great choices to be hunting partners for you. This year, if you want more information, go to Archery Field and Sports or Sportsman's Warehouse or EliteArchery.com. All right, let's head over to the phones. Uh, one of the nicest people in the whole wide world is on the line right there, and that's Miss Stacy Harris down there in the good old South. Stacy, Stacy, good morning. Good morning to you. I'm excited to be on the show. Well, it's been a while since we had you on. It has been. I know. Yeah, um, it's it's been a while, but I'm I'm glad to now be talking to you. So this is going to be a, a good few minutes. Well, I tell you what, we've been looking forward to visiting with you for a while. So, hey, how, tell everybody what you've been up to. I know it's been it's probably been two or three years since we had you on the outdoor grill uh, when we were doing that. What you've been up to since then? Golly, so many things. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's go. But time is just flying by. So I've got older kids now, and they're in a whole new season of life. And so I've been doing a lot of stuff with them. And uh, we're going to have a big party at the land and have a lot of wild game. Um, after one of mine gets married, he, we're going to have a happily ever after party. It's going to be pretty cool. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm still getting people that haven't tried wild game to start doing that. Um, but I've, I've got an – actually, I just revamped my blog. So I've got a new website going um and just announced that i think this morning in a newsletter so you know just all the maintaining of business writing cookbooks writing recipes you know doing shows just the same same stuff yeah fun stuff well tell everyone what's the website it's stacylynharris.com that's easy and um yeah it's it's super easy and you know on social i'm just stacy lynn harris there too so anybody can find me there too, just like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that you can't ask for anything easier than that. Uh, yes. uh, how many cookbooks have you got out now? Well, I have two, and then I have a third, like hand. It's a handbook on preserving. So there's a jerky recipe in there. I don't think I did a canning recipe for meat because I really don't do a lot of that. 
I usually freeze mine, but I talk about freezing and um, and canning and drying in that particular little handbook. So I have that. It's super cheap. You can find all of it on my website in the shop. So uh, you can you can see everything that I've got there, but you can get everything on Amazon as well. How so uh, I'm yeah. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Oh, I was just going to say I'm I'm in the middle of writing um, a memoir, like a, a cookbook memoir, and I'm real excited about it because it just goes. It, it's pretty much Southern food all the way through, but there'll be. Um, it, it it changes, you know, because things have changed so much and you can get your hands on so many ingredients. So I have, you know, kind of evolved in my Southern cooking, um, but there'll still be a lot of wild game and everything in it too. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we ha- we've been through the pandemic and I know that changed so many things for so many people. I mean, I've, I've literally had people the last two years contact me about canning and preserving um, oh, yeah. you know, you know, like, and they've never even thought of doing that before. I mean, it, it was so bad, Stacy. I'm sure you saw this too. You couldn't even find canning jars. I, no, you still can't. It's still bad. Can you believe that? No. But, you know, I think uh, the plants, they shut down too. So there, there was just no production. Um, but you're still having a hard time finding that. Yeah. And, you know, the lids and, you know, everything. And then everything skyrocketed really high. Um, I think there's been a surge in gardening as well, which we've had a garden for a long time. Um, we did extra stuff this year, but um, but you go to the grocery store now, and a tomato is like a dollar at Publix, anyways, a dollar thirty cents a piece. Some yeah. of them, and you know, you're like, good night. Let's just save our seeds and replant them. Now, of course, you can only do that with heirloom seeds, but um, but we make a habit of planting stuff that's heirloom so that we can save the seeds and do it the next year just in case there's some sort of seed shortage you know you just right. never know no you you really don't know good morning jeremy lee thanks for checking us out on facebook uh what what how did the pandemic affect you guys down in the south i mean uh do, were you guys just staying were you just kind of drawn in and just staying at home and trying to be self self-contained <laughs> well well, most people were. Yeah, we, we completely shut down. I guess the whole country did. And it was really tough. My husband's a dentist. And so he had patients that, you know, were in pain and needed stuff. And, and we he could help the patients that were in pain. Yeah. But you could not put like a crown. There were all these rules that really go against, I mean, it was kind of crazy, but against what the, their, like, I don't know what their, their mandates are or whatever because you could it was causing they couldn't put a crown on and then the tooth might could crack or something you know with the crown not on and so it was really hard but all of that to say is that I have never gone so much so many times um during a week you know throughout that whole several months because I was helping him we let our our um staff we let them you know stay at home and we were paying them through all of that. He was making hardly no money anyway. But we, our family, had to go up there and run his business while he was able, you know, to see people, see patients. Plus, we were building out, you know, a, a thing. So I was gone a lot, you know, instead of being at home, um, just because he had to. He had to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know. So it was pretty bad. But most people were staying in, and I, I would like to have been. 
Um, <laughs> you know, but it was impossible with what we had going on. Well, but, you know, well, yeah. What I was, what I was, well, more. I should have probably posed that. Oh, sorry. Or, yeah. No, it's it's me. I, I you got to forgive me. I had surgery this week, so I, it's like every time I talk, it's like a, a knife going in my nose right now. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, they. Uh, it's just when every when all that happened, I mean the the, the grocery stores ran out of food. There was food, <laughs> there was food shortages. You know, you're so uh, right. we we I'm got being an Yeah, no, no, no. You're no, you're good. It was me, Stacy. It wasn't you. Uh, oh, they, no, it was me. We were just talking about the food shortages and stuff. I shouldn't have understood the question. No, you're um, you're fine. Uh, I got we got friends that uh, that run a local locker, and I mean their business quadrupled. Because you know, oh, wow. because people were going from the farm to the locker to get it there because they knew they could get protein there. But then, like you know, f- friends of mine that are chefs and outdoor uh, outdoor professionals, like or cooking professionals, like you guys. I mean, yeah. you guys were out there doing salt cures. You were, you know, I mean, you were. That's why I was saying where you were. You kind of drawn in the, you know, kind of yeah. you know, doing all that kind of stuff, doing all the 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 prepper stuff. Yes. And that makes so much sense. Um, and so, yeah, I we were. And, you know, we had a freezer full because my, you know, my family, we hunt all year. So I think there was probably 13, you know, deer in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So we were able to, you know, eat all of that or we didn't eat all of it. But, you know, we didn't have any trouble at all. And that's what I love about our lifestyle is just, I mean, like I didn't even catch what you were saying because it that was not a problem. Um, you know, the the food and everything was totally, you know, we had everything that we needed because we had we also had jars of like red pepper jelly which, you know, can can be a, a sauce on a meat that we had in the freezer. So, we really could live for a long time without going to the grocery store at all. Yeah, I and I, 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 I can't even that. imagine what your pantry looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a lot. We have in you know our freezers and yeah. you know all the cleaning and even in my laundry room, I've got you know up high, I put extra shelves in there so that we can have stuff in there. So it's um, you know, it's a lot, and the smoke in the meat and you know just everything. But you have to cold smoke, and here in the south, it's kind of hard if you just want to you know, have it smoked and, and not have to preserve it another way too. Um, you only might have three or four days out of the year. You can do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know. that, that's, that's another thing too. I'm sure it was the same way down there. We, we you had people, I mean, hunt, nobody could do anything except go hunt and fish. That was really, I mean, yeah. you get outdoors because nobody wanted to be around anybody. So, you know, yes. the, the, the permits and the tags and stuff skyrocketed. And it's, yeah. it, I mean, so I'm sure you guys saw the same thing we did here in the Midwest. Yes. Well, it's a little bit different here just because we don't have to do, you know, we're not drawing tags or anything, but there were people, you know, fishing and, you know, and getting ready for hunting season and, you know, and all that kind of thing. And so it, people were outside. People did take more of an interest in actually giving a, a, a second look at hunting people that have never done it before mm-hmm. so i think that it really helped the hunting industry a good bit now i don't think people were really buying um anything and a lot of the uh, i think a lot of the companies that were outdoor companies kind of suffered during that time but i believe that they're gonna and they have come back with a vengeance just because people now are seeing you know what our food supply might not be available because even now if you go to the store 
I'm not like at all surprised if you know toilet paper, for instance. Um, you know, if they don't have it, or if they say you can only buy one, or you know, because I could see that happening with our food too. Plus, the chicken. There was no chicken. Yeah. There was, you know, so it's kind of like we better have, people better have a second plan. Yeah, um, squ- squirrels yeah. were squirrels were running scared, Stacy, because that's a protein source <laughs> that most people didn't think of, but they they were starting to get on them pretty good. So. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, squirrel is what, exactly. it's what's for dinner. Hey, uh, <laughs> folks, we're visiting with uh, Stacy Lynn Harris, and she is a uh, noted outdoor cooking author and uh, authoritative person, and she's an authority. And uh, just ask Scott Lasa because he says Stacy <laughs> oh, well, Stacy rocks. So hey. Well, um, thank you. Give me, give me a couple of you know, of your of your go to deer recipes or deer preps that you've done in the last couple of years that that you really that your family loves and that uh, you like to do. Well, we have um, just like so many; it's hard to choose from. But you know, of course, burgers. And with the burger, I like to use. We have we bought some a new piece of property that have wild boar. Ooh. Um, oh yes. So we, I mean, in plenty. So we have a lot of wild boar. So I've been mixing that with venison, um, and it's been fantastic. And sometimes I might throw in even, you know, some turkey, like that, you know, not the breast, Mm because I'll use it for something else, but some of the turkey that you can, you know, use um, the different parts that would be more tough. So, you know, of course, burgers and bolognese, you know, sauce um, is so, so delicious. And you can freeze that. You can can that, so you'll always have your um, your sauce with the meat in it. And, you know, venison doesn't have a whole lot of fat, which I think is great for that sauce. Um, and then, like, a scallopine. Um, and I do that with my pork, too, because I'm learning how to use that wild boar. And it is good. And I'm going to tell you, I smoked some uh, ribs from you know, a couple of those wild boar and they turned out fantastic. Oh, wild boar, um, wild, wild boar yeah. is delicious. It, it really yes. is. Yeah. Have, now, well, people, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, people think it's like gamey and tough, you know, even with the big ones, but I'm telling you, those ribs were not, that. it tasted just like any other ribs I've ever had. I mean, they were fantastic. Yeah. Straps and shoulders and they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so, did you guys now see i love sloppy doughs that's 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 what we call sloppy joes but we use venison so we call them sloppy doughs i love it yeah but i I mean that's that's one of my favorite things to have in the fall and the winter um yeah you know but i mean who doesn't love grilled and i was lucky enough to get an elk last year stace and i'm going to tell you something that that having grilled venison and grilled elk I really didn't need anything from the grocery store. You know, I mean, no, because yes. I, no offense to any of my cattle friends out there. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have uh, tenderloins or backstraps or uh, deer steaks or elk steaks or tenderloins or chops any day. I mean, th- that's oh, yeah. some of the best protein you could ever eat. Absolutely. It is. And it's, it's not only the, the great thing is healthy, you know, it's organic and you know where it came from and you know what it's been eating. Mm-hmm. And then you're the one that processes it, so you know what happens from the very moment that you get it to the time that you eat it, and you know what to do with each cut of meat, so it's going to be tender and delicious. I have a post on my website called 10 Tips for Venison. If you read it, 
it really will just dispel the truth and and give you great understanding on deer meat. And we know have just having that little bit of knowledge, you'll be able to cook anything you want. Yeah. Um. You know, but I I absolutely and I love the like deer tacos. I like just have searing um, the steak or whatever, and then or like okay, if you get the um, it's not the back strap, but um, the hind quarter. And you cut it into three pieces horizontally, uh-huh. and then you just sear the outside of that. I like to marinate those pieces for a little while, but then you sear it and then cut it into thin slices. It, is, it will melt in your mouth. It is so good, and you can and you can put that in a bag in the refrigerator, pull it out, and have pasta one night, have salad one night, you know, um, rice and gravy over that one night, and you and it takes like fifteen minutes to cook supper. It's just based on just doing that one simple thing. You know what my favorite so, yeah. favorite part of the deer is for for doing tacos and stuff like that is the neck What's the that? neck meat. Yes, yes, and people don't realize how great that meat is. No, it's so, that, that's yeah. my wife Jen. She makes deer venison stroganoff, and I'm oh, gonna yum. I'm gonna tell you, Stacy, that that's as good as anything you'd ever get at the restaurant. Oh yes, I mean no doubt. Um, and then the chilies, mm-hmm. and and one thing, this is my big you know tip for the chilies. I like to mix up the meat, not meaning different meats, because I'll do just a straight venison one, but ground and then some in chunks, and you know not big chunks, mm-hmm. but you know small chunks, but just so you get that variation of texture, and and the meat really kind of has a different. It takes on a different. I don't know. Besides texture, the flavor seems to be different in the way that it's cooked, just because of um maybe which part of the meat that it is so um or which part of the deer that you actually cook and it is just so so good so but the stroganoff sounds it sounds amazing oh it is is trust me you don't get a corona roll like i got if you if you don't have somebody that's cooking good (laughs) i got 20 pounds i got 20 a 20 pound corona roll i'm trying to work off it's not fun Hey, Stacey, well, the good thing, yeah. Oh, I, go ahead. I got to take a real quick break. Can I have you hold through for me? Yeah, of course. All right. We're visiting with Stacy Len Harris. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. We're talking with Stacy Lynn Harris, talking a little outdoor cooking. Are you still there, Stacy? I am. Yeah, I was actually bugging her during the break. I had to run back over because we we came back on time. <laughs> so I, I got to ask you, um, tell what's your favorite, very, very, very favorite wild game recipe? Well, it has to be. There's, gosh, that is a tough one, but okay, okay. This is so good, y'all. So <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's so good. I'm reshooting it because it's one of the very first things I put on my blog. It's in my first book. Yeah. Um, tracking the Outdoors In, and it is a venison, venison parmesan. Ooh. So it is so delicious. I have a tomato sauce. That you can, of course, make with your fresh tomatoes and, and can if you want to, so you can have that on hand. But it's tomato sauce, and you fry the venison. You can really use any cut just about because you're going to pound it out. 
and it's going to be tender. And you fry that, and then I make the noodles, which I usually make fettuccine, and then I make a white sauce. I know this is crazy, but I make a white sauce for those noodles. But And then you put the venison on top of that, and then you put the red sauce on top of that. And I'll tell you what inspired that dish is when I was pregnant with one of my children, I craved white sauce and, you know, the fettuccine kind of sauce and then, or Alfredo, and then the, with the marinara or tomato sauce base. It is, an, it is unbelievably good. So anyway, if you've never thought about doing that, you need to give it a try. You'll be so surprised at how good that is. So that's probably one of my favorites. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of just like lasagna because yeah. lasagna has the white sauce or the the Alfredo-y type sauce and then also the marinara or it's got the ricotta cheese yeah, the ricotta. You know, and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I lo- listen, I love venison lasagna. Um, yeah, we, we just, yes. we just had that at the, um, we had a wild game dinner. Well, we didn't have it this year cause we had to get something happen, but we just had that last year and I gave them, uh, some of the elk and they had elk lasagna. That was amazing too. But yeah. I, 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 I tell you what, what a soft flour tortilla, um, and your peppers and your onions yes. and you do a stir fry mm-hmm. with that. And then you, you are, you, you know, put a little, uh, put a little Mexican seasoning, however you like to do that. Yeah, you can't find a better meal. A little fresh avocado slice on the side. I oh mean, yeah, delicious. That and that delicious. that's just heaven, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And I, I have another like a a taco that's a um that is is just to me you know out of this world. And it's um it's like a Korean. It, you've got Korean flavors in it, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so good. And that. I love it. I think it's on my website too. I'm not really sure what, I can't remember what I call that, but, um, but you know, any venison taco, I think just Asian venison taco, that's what it is. Um, and it has got just like your soy sauce, sesame oil, you know, your hoisin sauce, rice wine vinegar and all that. And, and you marinated, you know, those really, and it made it just so tender. And then you've got your shredded cabbage on top of that and your scallions. Oh man, that stuff is so good. And just the sauce on top of that. So you can really make your tacos all kinds of different, like to me, um, just totally different depending on what you do. You could do the beans and have Mexican. You can have it Korean. You could have, you know, just an American style kind of taco and just the flour tortillas. And I've been making homemade flour tortillas and they are out of this world. And the same thing with the corn tortillas. Hey, so good when you make your own. Yeah. Stacy Charles wants to know any suggestions for the deer shanks or shoulders? Um, well, you know, just the low and slow. And you, I, this is a really good recipe. I did a um, cooking class on, on doing venison and with one of my friends and just putting it in wine, having a wine, just really just pretty much wine and then salt and pepper and you braise it for a really, really long time. And with that acid of the wine, and the flavor is unbelievable. When you pull that thing out, oh, it is it is so, so good. You should give it a try, like a, a red wine and maybe a little bit of beef stock yeah. mixed in with a little bit of salt and pepper. Um, and you could put onions in there or whatever if you want to. But just braising in that for several hours, I mean, you know, for a really long time until it's just fallen off of the bone. Oh man! Oh, I was, was going to say that's going to break that tissue down pretty quick, isn't it? 
It is. It is. And it's one of my very favorite things. It's, it's, um, you wouldn't think that it would taste that great. It would have that wine, winey kind of, you know, flavor, but it, it doesn't. It's, it, it, there's, it's just something I can't really describe how it tastes, but it is, it is unbelievable. He said so that's probably what I would do. He said it sounds awesome and thank you. You're welcome. And then you can put those in tacos too. You know, that kind of meat, that would be really, really good. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, you know, like, uh, I loved all the grill, you know, grilled fresh asparagus, baked potato, you know, your, your tenderloins, your chops, your backstrap, stuff like that. But then, you know, like I said, Jenny makes really good lasagna or venison spaghetti, which is, I still think uh, venison spaghetti is one of my favorites. Um, sloppy doughs. So and then, who you know, the chili, I mean, deer chili is why I go deer hunting. I, I would be yeah. I would be so lost without venison chili. You know. Did you know this is just a, a fun fact, but did you know that um Teddy Roosevelt that he would not eat his chili without venison? Well I don't blame him. That makes yeah. venison. It's what makes chili chili. Yes. Yes. I thought that was kind of neat. I think that's a great one. I do. You I here I, I know you are so busy, but you should do a, a book called the top ten deer recipes. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, deer, deer recipe. The top, t- the the deer, the top ten deer recipes countdown or something. Because I'm okay. telling you, you, you that would be a bestseller for you. Oh, I might do it. That sounds like a lot of fun. You know, if, and, if, you know, if, be... if, if Laseth can do it, you can do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't, did he do that? I didn't even know he did that. He didn't do a top ten, but you know, he did that. He did that uh, whitetail or deer book, um, and it, it was really good. I mean, Scott yeah. Scott's a great guy, but boy, he's yes, getting he crabby is. in his old age, isn't he? Oh, I haven't noticed that. Oh I think my he's gosh, nicer. I, yeah, I love him. I, you know, Scott and I are buddies. <laughs> it's just he, when I, I call, when I call him, it's like, gosh, you sound just like me. You're so crabby. Because I'm getting, uh, it's the grumpy old man syndrome, Stacy. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. And he, oh. boy, he's, he, that fishmonger show and stuff, he's doing a great job. Oh, he loves it. I yeah. mean, he is in his element. And that is just him, you know, straight up and down. He's loving every minute of it. I haven't even talked to him very much um, since he started it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll text him and he'll text me back and, you know, be like, oh, we're in the middle of wherever. Um, and I'm thinking, golly, he is, and he is never, ever at home. No. I pretty much do run everything from home and I'll go and do some appearances and different things. But for the most part, I'm here, but you know, we, with so many kids and everybody, you know, they, they seem to need you more, even when you're older than they do when you're, they're younger. Yeah. So oh, I'm abso- here abso- a lot. I, I call my mom at least twice a week. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm That's almost great. 60. You know, well, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Did she teach you how to cook? Uh, uh, well, I, I can cook, but I'm not, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, can, I would not say that I am a great cook. You know, I, I make, you know oh. what, I, you know what I brought my wife on our first date? What's that? I didn't bring her flowers. I didn't bring her a bottle of wine. I brought her elk chili and she, and she <laughs> married me. So there you go. There you go. That's a good idea because it was unique. Uh, she would Very never. Unique. I figured either way, she would never forget that. That is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I'll have to pass that on to my boys. And you know, all of my girls cook. And you know, in fact, while I'm writing, I have one of my daughters pretty much takes over um, kitchen duty, and then she's in college now. So then the next one in line has to start taking over kitchen duty, but. They all really cook 
amazing. Oh, amazing. Like, you know, my son that is about to get married is asking my, um, the daughter that's been cooking, so how did you do this? So, you know, so it's really fun, you know, talking around the table about, you know, the different foods and, you know, what's going on in the United States. And, you know, that table talk is super important, and the food needs to be really, really good when you're sitting there to make people linger for a long time and just continue to talk all of these deep issues. Well, no, so, we need, definitely yeah. need to get back to around talking around the table, that's for sure. Stacy, I'm out of time. Half an hour goes way too quick with you. Can can we get you back on before the holidays gets in? You know it, and okay. I'll have some really good recipes. I'll try to come up with some really unique, fun easy recipes for people today. All right. I promise I'll email you some dates and you just tell me when you got time. Okay. I sure will. That sounds great. All right. Tell everybody where they can find you. StacyLynnHarris.com and all my books are in my shop or you can look me up and put books in there and it'll take you wherever you need to go. All right. There you go. Have a wonderful uh, fall and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you, ma'am. There she goes, Stacey Lynn Harris. What a really, really nice person. She, I told you she, you, you'd all like her. She's just really great to visit with. Hey, uh, it's 8.32 and some change. I need to take a quick break. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Herman's Fine Jewelers. Donnie and Frank, they've been helping people forever here in Central Iowa, and that's because they're such good people. If you got something that needs to be repaired, don't throw it away. Take it down to Herman's over at 2900 University in West Des Moines. If you're looking for something for a special occasion or get something custom made, they can do that for you at Herman's. They've got over 10,000 diamonds and mountings in stock. They've got jewelry for any budget. They've been helping folks for a long, long time. And hey, if things are tight or if you got stuff laying around that you just don't use anymore, don't fret about it. Take it down to Herman's and chances are you're going to get more for your treasure from Donnie and Frank than you are anybody else in town because they do such a good job. Herman's Fine Jewelers, 2900 University Avenue, West Des Moines. Tell them Outdoors Dan sent you. That's where I go, and you'll understand why when you walk through the door. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Wait. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. You stop what you're doing and listen. You got mail. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right. Welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. We got mail. Uh, this is brought to you by Darren Eilander, Elvis, American Family Insurance Agent in Ankeny, Iowa. This week's question is from Skyler of Des Moines. What is the farthest shot you like taking on deer for bow season? Uh, Skyler, that's a great question. And I think I just talked about this, actually. It's uh, 18 to 20 yards is probably the farthest shot that I like to take. I, I, I'm comfortable out to 25. It just really depends on what the deer is doing. If the deer is feeding their heads down and they're not moving, I can, you know, 25 yards is is uh, I'm pretty comfortable taking that shot. If they're walking or if they're kind of if they're kind of moving around a little bit, you know, 18 to 20 yards is my is my really preferred shot when I'm on a white-tailed deer. Elk, I'm comfortable out to 30, 35 yards on an elk. Uh, a moose, if I get to go moose hunting next year, which I think I might, I'm probably good out to 50 yards on a moose. But you're looking at a vital zone about the size of a basketball. I mean, they're huge. 
So, but on a whitetail, 18 and 20, uh, 25 at the most if they're feeding. And uh, that's a great question, Skyler. So you're going to get a WorkSharp sharpening system. If you would like to get one like Skyler's going to get, just go to OutdoorsDan.com and look at the little cartoon mailbox. Send me a question with your info. And if I read it, you're going to win. Let's go see what, speaking of winners, let's go see what uh, Smelter's up to. Are you, are you working today? I am. I was gone yesterday, but I'm here today. I, you know, I, I just, I don't know how you do it, man. I just, well, I learned from you. You, you're the one who taught me everything. Oh. I, I, I just, I, I just don't understand how you got so Way much money back. and you're never there. <laughs> like I said, you're the one who taught me, you know, I've known you for over 20 years and I've learned everything from you. When I met you, you were just a little snot nosed little kid. <laughs> you remember I still that? Am. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You were so cute. You had your little bow and you know, you were about four feet tall. <laughs> oh, I had my lunch sack for, you did. for shooting. Yeah, you had your little I had my little juice box. You did. You were out there you were out there at Central Iowa Archery. That's morning. right. Yeah, with Brady and I, I remember when I met you. You were like one of the first people I met. Yeah. Nothing wrong yeah. with the juice box, by the way. Oh he he you know, anybody would never share. Well, of course, it's juice box. You yeah. don't share yeah. your juice box. Hey, come on now. Come yeah. on, Dan. That's all and right. My fruit snacks. No, uh, I, I would not share my fruit snacks or my juice box. And he doesn't share the 0% financing either. He doesn't. <laughs> just, he, he, he still continues <laughs> not to share. I do to everybody else, just not you. Yeah. Well, that's that's the way it is. So yeah. I, I saw. I actually saw some vehicles at Carl's. We got a few. It's You know, GM gave us some really, really good news this last week. Because leading up until this last week, is a struggle to order a lot of trucks and, uh-huh. you know, all trim levels of trucks. Well, they gave us the green light to order any HD. So instead oh. of having a lot of options on back order and constraint and stuff like that, they it's it's wide open to being able to order any HD. So it's kind of coming into a good time of the year, you know, for, for fall and winter and, and businesses, too, as they need to spend money before the end of the year, is I can get you anything you want on the HD side of things. The the half tons are a little little tough still, but you know, those those are gonna be coming up here soon. So All right. So well, it's it's getting better. So I, I should be getting a call from the Milo Locker any day with some free deer processing certificates. It's getting that time of year. So what I'm gonna do you know, I'm is excited. I'm gonna take some up there to Carl Chevrolet and put those in your hand. So when people come up and visit you to see or talk about ordering, you're going to give them a free deer processing. Sounds great, yeah. yeah. And they do a great job because I had my deer processed there last year, last couple of years, and they do an awesome job. They they do an amazing job. I yep, they great people. I love their their deer brats and uh, oh my gosh, Andrew! Every time Andrew comes over, I give him snack sticks or whatever. He's yeah, so happy. Yeah, you have to. I like. I, yeah. I I love those stuff. Yeah, you can't beat. You can't, you can't beat Milo. That's for sure. No. That's right. Yeah. So hey, uh, uh, I that's good news that you can start ordering everything because uh, yeah. I I mean I I tell you what it's there are so many people struggling right now. Um, you know to there there you know I know a lot of people that are wanting to trade in and stuff, but they're afraid to do it because they don't know if they got some how long it's going to take to get a replacement vehicle. Yeah, and it'll probably take from the time that GM accepts the order. I mean, I'm still. I mean, it could be a couple, two, three months, but knowing the fact that they actually accepted the order i mean that's that's a big thing because up, up until last week i mean they're allowing us to order probably 30 or 40 percent of what's available on a three-quarter ton so it's it's like i said it's getting better it just will take a little bit more time as as we go to get things back to to normal on the ordering side but it's better than nothing is how i look at it well i look at it this way you're going to get the vehicle that you actually want 
not you're not settling at all or anything like that. Right. And you can lock in a rate if you guys got a rebate or something going on, you can lock it in so you're not losing anything if you order it, right? Yep. Yeah, at a certain point once it gets down the uh the process of ordering something, I mean we can lock in certain things. Uh it just kinda depends on the time frame though. So yeah. but the rates are still good either way. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, I will be out there to visit with you as soon as I get something in my hand. Okay. And uh, I, I probably am due for an, uh, a rotation and oil change, too. So, I, And Randy Munson actually texted me. So if I come out there in the next 10 days for coffee, I'll see if we can get, grab you and take you with us. Sounds good. Are you doing good, too? Yeah, I'm healing. I'm, it, it's, it's sore, man. It's, you know, oh, I it's, bet. It's, it's, some, it's something that uh, I didn't think it would be as bad as this. And, you know, the, the plastic surgeon, Dr. Cook, did a great job and... It, I mean, at least I don't have a, at least I've got a, my part of my nose back, Yeah, you know, yeah. but, uh, it, I'm telling you, it's scary when somebody sits there across from me and says, you got cancer that, that kind of knocked the wind out of me a little bit. I said, what, what? And then, yeah. and then the, the having both little surgeries in a week and it was, it was a, it was a very stressful week. Well, I was thinking of you, buddy. Hopefully you get better here soon. Well, I was thinking of me too. And <laughs> Good. Sometimes you have to. You, you need to do that at certain yeah, times. Yeah, so I'm, I'm teasing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm teasing. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tease. Yeah, don't tease, Dan. <laughs> All right, listen, where can they find you? 1101 Southeast Oral Labor. At the Rock, and I'll be here all day today. All right. Thanks, Smoking Joe. See you, buddy. There you go. And hey, you still there? No. Yeah. He he wasn't a snot-nosed kid. I was just teasing. He I I did I've actually I met Joe a long time ago. He was he was just he was nice back then. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. That's why he's where he is. Yeah. You know, I tease him cuz I love to tease. You know, you should see how he talks to me off the air. He just he doesn't he doesn't spare my feelings one bit. <laughs> All right, it's 8:46 and some change. I need to take another quick break. Uh we're going to give that side away. So if you haven't won anything in the last 30 days, I'm going to do a gaggle-proof question today because it's it's like a $75 side, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, you cannot just give it yeah, away. Yeah, I'm not going to just give you, it you away. you got to earn it. No, right? we got to earn it. So uh, I'll, I'll have a question when we come right back. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. That's down to mean only one thing. The most anticipated or underrated trivia game in the United States, the Outdoors Dan Trivia Challenge, is up on deck. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Advanced Family Dentistry. The question today is for a brand new Tactic Micro site, courtesy of Custom Bow Equipment. And uh, if you want to call in, I want to know what state has had the most Boone and Crockett bucks recorded. If you know the answer to that, you can give me a holler at 244-1350, and we'll see if we can make you a winner. Uh, the fine folks at Advanced Family Dentistry are there to help you. They've been voted the best dentist in Ankeny in I don't know how many years now. Dr. Brandt, Dr. Stewart, Dr. Yegi, Dr. Williams, and they've got a new dentist uh, I can tell you about here in a few days. Uh, they are uh, just doing some amazing things over there. It's where I go. If you need a dentist or just new to the area and looking for a dentist, please consider the fine folks at Advanced Family Dentistry. <laughs> Andrew Harris, quit giving clues out. Uh, over there at 907 North Ankeny Boulevard in Ankeny, Iowa. You can call them at 515-964-1490 or check them out anytime at AnkenySmiles.com. Dr. Yegi's a Jedi dentist. That means he uses the force to calm me down because I'm such a big baby when I go. And when you go to the dentist at Advanced Family Dentistry and you get ready to leave, what they should be saying to you is, may the floss be with you. The force will be with you. 
Always. Obi-Wan, I just don't have the strength to argue with you today. So there you go. All right, 244-1350, 244-1350 if you want to call in, and uh, we'll see if we can get you. What state has the most Boone and Crockett bucks recorded? And if you know that, we'll get you a site. Let's go see what uh, Mark is up to this morning. Good morning, Mark. Morning. How are you, Dan? I'm good. What's up? Oh, I'm just hanging out, waiting for the heat wave. Yeah, there you go. You want to take a shot on that site? Yeah, I do. I I got. Can you repeat the question? Well, how, what's the number one state for Boone and Crockett bucks recorded in the country? For what? Boone and Crockett deer. That's the scoring system. Oh, I would say Missouri. Uh, it is not Missouri, Mark, but I appreciate you calling in and trying. Thanks, Mark. 244-1350. 244-1350. What state has the most Boone and Crockett deer recorded? And we know it's not Missouri. 244-1350. That's a good guess. 244-1350. And uh, we'll get you a micro site from Custom Bow Equipment if you know the area. All right. Let's see. Andrew's over there answering the phones. Hey, I if you're looking for a job or if you know anybody looking for a job, I've got several people that are hiring right now. Wyckoff Heating and Cooling is looking for work. And they, they've got really – all these jobs pay good. Uh, Central Standard over in Waukee is another place that's hiring. They they are looking for, you could probably start Monday if you get out to Central Standard. They're looking for help. Uh, the Chick-fil-A on Mill Civic Parkway is looking for help. Um, America's Best Apparel. If you ever wanted to get into the t-shirt business or into marketing, uh, Mike and Sue do a great job over there in West Des Moines. Give Mike and Sue a call. They're hiring and they pay. They've got full benefits and great pay. And uh, just tell them Outdoors Dan told you they were hiring. Let's go to the phones and let's go say hi to Cam and see, uh, is that Cam? Let's see what Cam is up to this morning. Hi, Cam. Hi. How are you today? Good, you? I'm good, buddy. That's a great name. I like that, Cam. Thanks. You're welcome. You want to take a shot on that site and tell me what state has the most Boone and Crockett's registered? Uh, Illinois. It's not Illinois, but that's a great guess, Cam. Okay. Thanks, bud. All right. Thank you. Call me back next week. All right. Let's see. We got Ken on the line over there. I think. Let's go see what Ken is up to this this after this fine morning. Good morning, Ken. Yeah. Hi, Dan. Hey. What do you think? Uh, Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin. Ding, ding, ding! Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Uh, hey, we'll call you back after the show, man, and get your info. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, Ken, thank you. Ken got him a nice sight. There you go, Wisconsin, number one for Boone and Crockett deer. So, now see that that's a great that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question and really good answer. I mean, he was he was pretty quick on that one. Well, I like you know I always want to learn something. You know, yeah. you know. So you're always learning. Yeah, you just some people don't admit that. See another another good question. Uh, and I might give this out. I'm not going to do it today, but another, what state has the most deer hunters? And Ooh. you would be shocked if I told you what state that was, because it's not what you think it would be. If you would say Hawaii, I'd be mind blown. It is not Hawaii. Okay. That and would, it's not, that, it's not New Jersey either. I would be the most shocked if it would be Hawaii. Mm. There you go. Anyway, we got the, we should have Milo Lockett certificates in as soon. So for all my deer hunting buddies, hang loose. It's going to be a good one. Uh, and then uh, we're supposed to get some pure whitetail stuff in and 
Uh, I listen, Philip. When Philip and I were talking, and that powder, what's not uh, what I love about that powder is you can put it in your backpack. You don't have to worry about anything spilling. It's it's so easy to transport back and forth. I always keep a bottle on my outside of my pack when I'm going in and out of the woods. I'll I'll put that on the bottom of my boots, and then as I'm walking in, and then when I get to an area that I know the deer on the trail are going to stop. You're welcome, Kenny. I didn't let you win. You got you answered the question. Um, I put that down there where that where I want to take the shot. And I tell you what, that stuff's great because when they hit that area, they they put their head down and smell it, and it gives you about five ten seconds while they're trying to investigate that to take a take it to get a shot off. And listen, anything you can do to to get an advantage, I'm telling you. And like like Philip said, if you're going to go out west in some of the states, you can't use natural deer deer urines. Uh, they do make great synthetic stuff, so you don't have to worry about it. You can stay within regs. So, all right. Well, we're out of here. Uh, that, I can't believe two hours is already up. Thanks for everybody tuning in. If you need to get a hold of me, go to outdoorsdan.com. My email's right there, or you can always hit me up on Facebook or YouTube. Until next week, be good to one another. We're all in it together. God bless everybody, and please keep it here on thirteen fifty ESPN. <laughs>